I'm David Fedor, and on today's episode of Bee Gees and Me. I think their catalogue as songwriters is absolutely unparalleled. Something about this song, the music, hit me in a way, and I was hypnotized. I was in the car driving, and I was like, what is this? <laughs> I loved it so much. This is like actually one of my favorite songs now, in general, and I will listen to this song regularly. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look at me. Oh, I just hurt my arm patting myself on the back. <laughs> if you'd asked me to put my top 10 together, I'd have had Secret Love in there, because I just think that is three minutes of perfect pop. But I had to pick, and Today is one why I picked those ones. If you ask me again tomorrow, if you ask me exactly, at, if you ask me at two a.m. <laughs> if you ask me at two a.m. last night, I still do not have a concrete top five. Welcome to BG's and Me. I am David Fedor. This is part one of a special two-part episode of BG's and Me. This is my attempt to get a conversation going around. What is the best Bee Gees song? It's an almost impossible task, narrowing down a career that spanned multiple decades with albums of songs of different musical styles and genres. And in these episodes, we are talking about just the 22 studio albums of the Bee Gees proper. So, not taking into consideration solo albums, work with other artists, and unreleased material, we're still looking at over 300 songs. And let's not forget, before we go any further, I want to say this very important message. Enjoying music is a personal and subjective thing. One person's best is going to be different than another's, and that's okay. It's just an opinion, and we all know what they say about opinions. But best in this case, could mean favorite. It could mean most weeks at number one. It could mean best-selling. It could be most culturally significant. It could mean a number of things, and they're all right. The point of this podcast is to not cause fights or disagreements. It's merely to start discussions about the songs we love and why we love them. So please, if you disagree with what someone says on this podcast, don't take it personally. It's just somebody with a different opinion than yours, and it's okay. We all love you. All right, so then why am I doing this? Why am I stirring up a hornet's nest, risking to get stung by angry Bee Gees fans, trying to rate the unrankable? Well, it's all because I used to host a podcast called List Rate Rank, where each week we assembled a top five list about a topic with the help of an expert in that field. This was before I launched Bee Gees and Me. So, of course, if I had a vehicle to speak to an audience, I wanted to do a podcast about one of my biggest passions, the Bee Gees. So, as I've been known to do, I forced my friend and co-host, Felicia Gillespie, into listening to a bunch of Bee Gees music with the goal of picking the ultimate and definitive top five songs. And the expert we consulted with on this Bee Gees episode is the legendary Andrew Mon Hughes. He wrote the book on the Bee Gees. No, seriously, he quite literally had the hand in writing several of the books about the Brothers Gip. You'll hear more about his story once we get into part two of the show. It was so awesome 
talking with him. In fact, one of the best things about List Rate Rank was getting to talk with people from all over the world about such interesting topics. We discussed things like the top five things to do on Mars with the scientist who helped build the Mars rover. We talked with a film school professor about the top five fake bands from TV and film. We even talked about the top five ways to overcome adversity with a quadriplegic motivational speaker. It was a really rewarding show to host. Every week, I learned something new. The season two finale was to be this one, centered around the Bee Gees, but the show ended before I was able to finish this episode. Though now, thanks to this podcast, Bee Gees and Me, I was able to dig into the archives and publish this never-before-heard episode, split into two parts, because quite frankly, because quite frankly, it was too long to do in just one show. But before we get to part one of this two-part special, one more big item to discuss. A short time ago on social media, I asked you what you thought the best BG song is. In Facebook groups, on the Bee Gees and Me Facebook page, and on Instagram and Twitter, at Bee Gees and Me, we had hundreds of votes from Bee Gees fans like yourself. So at the end of this show, part one, the, the first half of the List Rate Rank episode within a show, I will jump in with the voting results, the top 10 BG songs as voted on by you. It'll be fun to see how your list compares to the list that Felicia and I came up with last year. So without any further ado, I give to you part one of the lost episode of List Rate Rank Best Bee Gees Songs. This week on List Rate Rank. Yes, it is a Bee Gees song, and oh my god, now I have so much more respect for the Bee Gees. On List Rate Rank, our hosts research various topics and each bring their own top five list to the show. Together they debate, discuss, and deliberate, and with the help of an expert, one definitive and indisputable top five list is created. It's my life's quest! This is List Rate Rank. Welcome to List Rate Rank. I'm David Fedor. And I'm Felicia Gillespie. Felicia, today, today might be the biggest, most stressful episode I've ever recorded. Uh, today's uh-huh. the B- Bee Gees. Today's Bee Gees Day. It's Bee Gees Day. And I know you're excited to know about how my journey went listening to your uh, Bee Gees playlist that you provided for me very kindly. And also, um, you're probably very interested in my list. As a non-Bee Gees fan or non-Bee Gees, I, I can't even say I'm a non, I'm not, I just don't, I'm not a listener even, you know? So right. this was uh, eye-opening for me. Well, after forcing you to listen to hours and hours and hours of Bee Gees music, if you still uh, consider yourself a non-Bee Gees fan, I have failed. Um, but that's okay. <laughs> but that's okay. I can live with that. That's, it's been something that I've done for a long time is force my friends into trying to listen to and become Bee Gees fans. Yeah. Um, so I apologize. You're just the latest victim in a long line of people who I've done that to. But yeah, it's... It's, I, I joke that today is Bee Gees Day because for me, every day is Bee Gees Day. <laughs> it is a very difficult thing, especially for me. If anyone's like, hey, there's this show, you've got to check it out. I'm anything. I'm immediately like, that sounds like it sucks. 
like no matter what it is, I'm, I do that with everybody. And I've discovered so many great things that way where I eventually get to it months later. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, okay, finally I'll try it. And it ends up being like one of my favorite things ever. And I, I have to say uh, for a lot of the, I should say the way that I listened to this playlist was if the music didn't immediately grab me, I skipped to the next one. And so if the, I, cause I had to love the music and the lyrics, but the songs where I loved both, I loved so much that I really had a lot of difficulty even ranking them. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah, it was, it was really tough. I was like, I don't even know, like four of the songs on my list are all my number one. <laughs> <laughs> So That's I awesome. don't, uh, yeah, yeah. So well, that happened. For this show, what we're talking about is Bee Gees songs. They've had 22 studio albums as the Bee Gees. 22 studio albums <laughs> over the course of five decades, four decades, five decades, something like that. Um, individually, they've had over a dozen solo albums between Barry, Robin, and Morris themselves. So none of those songs are in this playlist and then they've also done a ton of albums and a ton of songs with other people so that is not on this list either so there are at least 54 complete albums of gib music uh, and that does not include things like their side projects like the bunburys or songs they did for the olympics or greece celine dion tina turner lulu samantha sang those are other one-offs that they've done with other artists they've done complete albums uh, for Individuals like uh, Barbara Streisand, they did two of her complete albums. Kenny Rogers, Dionne Warwick, Diana Ross, Jimmy Ruffin, Corolla, and of course her brother Andy. Um, those aren't on this list either. So in time, I would love to force you to listen to solo music, to listen to these other musics. So we could do lists them from there as well. Um, you are, of course, allowed to say no. Well, even the, 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 the songs that are just the Bee Gees, you said there are like 300 songs, right? Um, or do the, the, the yeah, 300 yeah, songs include all of that other the, solo stuff? No, too? those are just Bee Gees. And I mean, that's, that alone And is, that's not even their kid stuff. I didn't put their kid stuff on that streaming because they don't have that released on Spotify. So they have two other albums of kid stuff that, so they probably have close to 400 songs just as the Bee Gees themselves. Good grief. So, so they, they ha- must have had writers, songwriters? no. no. That is no. They no, no, wrote no. all I mean, of that themselves. They that can't be possible. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. Their output is crazy. It is. I mean, is there any other band that has this kind of career? I don't know. They, people herald Lennon and McCartney as the greatest writing duo of all time, with you know. And, you know, they earned a lot of that because they made some of the world's most incredible songs. But I don't think anybody wrote the amount of songs that the Gibb brothers did. No. And okay, so as a fan, and you've heard all of the songs, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you've heard everything. Kids, songs, solo work, collaborations. Would you say that the, 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 the content, I want to say content, <laughs> the, the, the songs, the, are they really, do they have a good consistent quality for the amount that they put out? There is at least one or two amazing songs on each album. I okay. believe that. Just like any That's... musical act, 
you listen to a whole album, there's going to be hits, there's going to be album cuts, yeah. and there's going to be a couple that a couple that aren't good. And since the Bee Gees recorded and, and uh, produced albums over the course of 50 years into 60 years now with the stuff that they're doing now, of course, their time, their, um, their genre changes, their, the, the way they write changes, the technology that's available to them changes, their perspectives change. So their sound changes. They started off as a Beatles band, then they became kind of like a rock band, then they became a disco band, and then they became a dance like pop band in the 80s. And then they became an adult contemporary band in the 90s. Um, and now Barry's kind of uh, going into this country realm. The next song that he the next album that he's coming out with next year is going to be duets with current era um, country singers and they're going to be doing covers of BG songs over the course of their catalog. So it's a reinterpretation of their music in a country aspect, which is, You're... no, it's going to be, it's going to be awesome. I, I agree with you. That sounds very interesting. And, you know, being someone who's now, when I say I'm not a fan, I don't mean that I hate the Bee Gees. It just means that I don't have much experience with the Bee Gees. I know nothing about them. So that's what I mean when I say as someone who's not a fan, as someone, I should come up with a better way to say no, that. As someone who's indifferent, right? Because just because of lack of exposure to the Bee Gees, that's something I would listen to. Like, uh, it just, just the concept alone is interesting to rehash it as, as country music. Yeah. So some of those songs are going to be probably like disco songs. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I want to hear that. Yeah, it's, it's going to be awesome. Hear. So if, um, so Barry's been working with his sons a lot. Uh, his album that came out in 2016 called In the Now, uh, it was a collaboration between himself and his two sons, Stephen and Ashley. And um, they helped him write some of these songs and things like that but he's been performing with steve a lot they did a live stream for some kind of charity thing for COVID 19 and barry and steven sang a version of staying alive with just guitars in this country twang and like it was so kick-ass cool are you serious yeah that sounds cool i bet you um now have they been on television consistently or has it been a while since they've done anything the, the barry has been occasionally on stuff um it's usually like bigger like noteworthy things the the glastonbury festival uh, in 2015 or, or something like that was was a big deal they always have like okay. one retro act and it's like a sea of hundreds of thousands of people like he'll show up for that um, so it's been at least five years since they've done anything like that yeah, right yeah, so yeah. you must have been losing your mind with this uh live stream yeah i i was definitely camping out um i i it was a twitch channel i think um so it was live and i remember uh, they popped in like, and I set an alarm and I was like sitting there watching and it's like coming soon. It's going to happen. Here's Barry Gibbs official twist channel. And uh, Steven pops in to like test the sound and stuff. And they're talking about, Hey, when we go live, what's going to happen? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, they're live right now. They don't even know it. Say some stuff, say some stuff. <laughs> and uh, so I'm like typing, I'm like, Hey, you're live right now. And blah, blah, blah. And uh, it was, it was, it was, it was fun. Any anything Bee Gees now, like of course I have to geek out over. It's it's yeah, but but it's starting to pick up again, which only makes me get worse. 
So the list, the playlist that you cultivated for me uh, yes. of 71 songs. 71 uh, songs. Does that span a big uh, that, time frame? Yep, 1967 to 2001. Okay. Um, all of their studio albums. And uh, each album has two songs, at least two songs from it on that, um, on that playlist I made you. Now, okay. you asked me whenever I sent it to you, um, you know, I guess, like, how, how did I choose these? Like, I, I originally made the playlist of over 300 songs and was going to send it to you. And you were like, yeah, maybe not. Can't do it. It was going to be 19, 19 and a half hours or something like that. Yeah. So it um, originally you agreed to it, which would have been crazy. And then even I yeah. tried it and I don't think I would be able to do that. Like I would, <laughs> right. but like it's, that's a lot of time and a lot of songs. 71 songs is still a lot of songs. Yeah. Um, but, um, but I wanted you to make sure that you had that evolution of sound that they did. I wanted to make sure that you got all the number ones that they had. I wanted to make sure that you had some that were, uh, in my opinion, awesome album cuts that didn't become hits so that you could, see, so that you could hear the difference between the ones that became number ones and the ones that didn't. Um, so, so that sort of thing too was, was in there. Um, so yeah, so what, give me your impressions of the music. Well, I don't know if I uh, could could spot the evolution because i i don't know if this went in order uh i gave it to you in order so i don't know okay. if you listened to it in order something happened with my spotify or something i and it like because I, I don't use that app okay ever so i don't know how to use the app and eventually so the way that i listened to it like i said was to like skip if i wasn't into the music mm -hmm. and then eventually it it wouldn't let me skip anymore so it was like, no, you're going to listen to, you know, this whole song. <laughs> I tried to like do something where I was like to go out of it, start it over or, or it let me, started letting me skip again, but I don't know. Maybe it gave me so many skips in such an amount of time. There might be a free version that only allows you to skip so much. And maybe yeah. it was interpreting my wishes and my feelings and by saying, no, Felicia, listen to that whole damn song. Probably. It was channeling <laughs> you and it was like, no, you need to hear this. So I don't think I would get uh, the evolution. Also, it really, a lot of them weren't my kind of music you know mm -hmm. like just the kind of music i'm just like no not into it but i like i like really upbeat stuff and it was like i think it was the songs that i didn't like were mainly the 60s songs because yeah. they didn't sound like disco uh i don't know maybe they came after the disco but there was something about them they sounded really overproduced and um kind of just slow and mm -hmm. and just I, I didn't like the sound, but then when I would come across a song that I either recognize, I'm like, oh, okay, that's a hit, or some song that I've never heard before, but it just sounded so, there were songs in there that were just so different from the rest of the songs that it caught my ear, and I ended up listening to the whole song and was like, okay, and then I would look up the lyrics and read the lyrics and be like, oh, I actually really like these lyrics too, so that was surprising when that happened. Um, so I don't think I got the evolution of this, of their sound. Okay. And uh, yeah, but 
I was very pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Awesome. That is cool. Yeah. Um, so I mentioned earlier that this is something that I've done before, forced friends to listen to. to, to yeah. Um, because I don't, I don't <laughs> think people seek them out. I don't think uh, people come across it enough. I don't think people play it enough. And when they do, it's only their disco stuff. And that's what drives me right. crazy is that um, they, they have, of their 22 studio albums, uh, three or four of them are disco. Um, so the, the, the playlist that I sent you was probably heavily, um, sixties, uh, at the beginning, obviously, because they had a ton of material and wanted to represent it. Um, yeah. but like you said, a lot of that is slower. A lot of it is ballad stuff. And then, uh, early seventies, they started getting, um, kind of, kind of stale and, and they sensed it and they knew it. And that's when they changed. See, a lot of the, um, when I heard a hit that I recognized, I was like, I didn't know that was the Bee Gees. And yeah. then I liked it even more because it would be a song that I've heard all my life on the radio or in movies or something. Like, oh, I recognize that song. But so that's the other thing about them. I didn't know how many hits <laughs> they actually, <laughs> do you know who Harry Nilsson is? I do not know Harry Nelson, no. It's, uh, well, Harry Nilsson, I think it's, Nielsen, uh, okay. Nielsen, I think. So Harry Nielsen is a, a, a singer-songwriter who worked with uh, John Lennon a lot, but somebody introduced me to him. He's a guy, never heard of him, and like, you, you give me his, his albums, and I listen to his music. I'm like, this guy is a genius. I had no idea this guy wrote so many of these songs that were hits that sound mm. really good. Like, it's prolific. So I felt that way about the Bee Gees when I was like I didn't know this was their song I didn't know this was their song I didn't know this was their song all the, these the same band have all these hits okay no wonder they're gigantic no wonder yeah. you love them awesome well um let's get into your top five then I want to hear right, you want me you, to go first I want you to go first yeah okay so I am a fan apparently <laughs> of <laughs> the hits and a lot like I said a lot of these I liked them before I even knew, oh, this is a hit. And so only uh, two of these are songs that I've heard before and knew and we're familiar with. Okay. Uh, and then one of them I've heard before, but kind of like maybe only once and in passing and it caught my eye and had no idea it was the Bee Gees. But okay, so here's my list in order. Number five, When He's Gone. Number four, Jive Talking. Number three, Holiday, number two, To Love Somebody, number one, Night Fever. <laughs> Are you asking? <laughs> uh, it's because I, I don't know if it's Fever Night. <laughs> it's Night Fever. It's Night Fever. Yeah. And that's my story about that song is I always thought it was Fever Night because of the way they sing it. And, um, and then fever, when I did this, I was fever, like, night, oh, it's fever night, night, fever night. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was <laughs> fever night. Fever um, night, fever night, fever night. Right, because of the way they see. So, um, and that's my number one. Uh, well, we'll get into it, I guess. What's okay. Your list? Awesome. Well, uh, again, as you can imagine, I had a ridiculous time trying to get my top yeah. five done. Um, yeah. And like the fake bands episode that we had a couple weeks ago, um, I decided to 
rely a little bit on categories to help me make up my mind. So if you boil down the Bee Gees career, there's pre-disco, there's disco, and there's post-disco. So that helped me pick one of each. So that's my five, four, and three. So pre-disco, how can you mend a broken heart? Disco, my number four is you should be dancing. My number three is post-disco, you win again. And then my number two is How Deep Is Your Love? And my number one song is Alone. All right. So I was kind of hoping and relying on us having some shared songs to make whittling <laughs> this down even easier. Yeah. Um, because um, I could have put any number of songs into positions three, four, and five. Yeah. Um, any any pre post and any disco song i i started a joke staying alive for whom the bell tolls run to me jive talking one to love somebody night fever this is where i came in massachusetts too much heaven i could not love you more i've got to get a message to you tragedy blue island i could have put any of those combination of songs into my five four and three or you could have put any of those songs into yours and i would have had to agree completely I would not be able to say, no, that doesn't belong there because those are all tremendous, amazing songs. All right, so Felicia, now what we would normally do here is debate and try to condense our top five lists into one solitary top five to take to our expert. But I'm going to appeal to your sense of humanity and beg that we don't do this because I cannot pick between songs more than I already have. So if it's all right with you, I'd like to take this top 10 list to Andrew to list. So if it's all it's right, all right you, with me, it is all it's right, with, right you? with me. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So uh, we're going to be taking our complete top 10 BG songs to our expert right after the break. So stick around. All right, hope you're enjoying the episode so far. That was part one of List Rate Rank Best BG Song. One of the things that fascinated me about the show is that Felicia and I had completely different top five lists. Now, for the show, we would often have one or two items of that topic match on each other's lists. But as I was saying earlier, with personal preferences and everything, it's 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 all open, man. And just it's another credit to the vastness and diversity of the Gibb catalog. Despite all the hits, it's still possible for people to draw up completely different lists. Incredible. Anyway, the second half of the show with our guest expert is coming up in part two. So watch for that to drop soon here where you listen to this podcast. So be sure to subscribe so the episode downloads for you. And if you have your notifications on, it'll tell you when it's ready to listen to. In part two, Felicia and I welcome guest and Bee Gees expert, Andrew Morn Hughes. He's one of the authors of Tales of the Brothers Gibb, the gold standard of Gibb biographies. He's also currently working on a series of not one, not two, but three books about the music of the Bee Gees. Called Decades, this series of books will examine each of the Bee Gees' songs with fun facts and stories. On part two of List Rate Rank, not only will Andrew be dispensing some of this wisdom, he'll help me and Felicia rank our 10 songs in order. So be sure to come back for that. It's a whole lot of fun, I promise you. Right now, 
we're going to go over the voting as done by you, the listener. On Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, I posted to at BGsandMe, be sure to follow, asking you to comment or reply with the best BGs song. It also stated very clearly that the vote needed to be for one song, so any comment or reply with multiple songs did not count. There were a couple hundred votes, and there were an incredible 69 different songs represented by your votes. That's an amazing variety. So let's get to the results. First, here are some runners-up that got an impressive number of votes as the best Bee Gees song, but not enough to make it into our top 10. These would be, I guess, 15 through 11. So the runners-up are More Than a Woman, One, Man in the Middle, Baby As You Turn Away, and Stayin' Alive. And now, the top 10 Bee Gees songs as voted by you, the fans. Number 10, I Started a Joke. Number 9, Words. Number 8, Alone. Number 7, For Whom the Bell Tolls. Number 6, How Can You Mend a Broken Heart. Number 5, Fanny Be Tender with My Love. Number 4, You Win Again. Number three, Nights on Broadway. Number two, To Love Somebody. And number one, An Honest-to-Goodness Tie, How Deep Is Your Love, and Too Much Heaven. So there you go. I'll be honest, I was not happy it ended in a tie. I think that's a cop-out, especially when I was the one who demanded that everyone only pick one song. And now, here I am telling you that we have two number ones. But the way I figure it, it's not me. I'm just reporting the votes. And I swear to you, it was dead even with all the votes counted. I'm holding a mirror up to everyone who voted, and guess what? It's saying that it can't be decided. So, there you go. Um... To wrap up, just a couple cool things about this list from you, the fans. First, I think it's really cool that you selected a pretty even number of songs from each era. Four songs from the pre-disco, four songs from the disco era, and three songs from post-disco. So, kudos to your varied musical tastes. Also, only five of the top ten that you selected matched the top 10 that Felicia and I came up with on that episode of List Rate Rank that you just listened to. That's only half. And of the other five missing, You Should Be Dancing and Night Fever did get a few jo- uh, did get a few votes from you, the fans. But surprisingly, Jive Talkin' didn't receive one vote. Holiday and When He's Gone also did not get any votes from the fans as the best BG song. I mean, when he's gone, probably wasn't much of a surprise. Um, but you'll hear what we say about that and what Andrew says about that song in part two, so make sure you listen. All right, listeners, 
thank you so much for sticking around with part one of this mega episode of Bee Gees and Me. It took me so much more time to finish this episode because it's such an ambitious task. So I'm sorry if this episode was delayed. I'm sorry if I missed a few shows, but I wanted to get this right. So I appreciate your support. Be sure to subscribe to us on Instagram and Twitter at Bee Gees and Me. Like us on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel for great videos. Everything and more can be found at BGsandMe.com. And please, again, be sure to subscribe here where you listen to this podcast and rate it five stars. It helps us so much you don't understand. Thank you for listening to this episode. My name is David Fedor, and this has been BGs and Me. Don't forget to listen to part two coming out soon. And many more.